0: I'm going to do my intro right after I sneeze. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> All right. Ready? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Democracy dies in podcasts. This is episode 187 of Insert Credit, a relentlessly paced audio program where a panel of video game experts must address a razor-sharp series of questions in no less than six minutes each, or meet the stern reproach of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the first video game-related project I was ever involved with was, in fact, a Web 1.0-era compendium of Mario enemies where I wrote entries for another guy who did the illustrations. So take that, Riot Games' Alex Jaffe. Wow.
1: Um, wait, so is this actual game or video game related? Video game related. Oh, God. Um, That's I do remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, hi, my name is Frank Zipaldi, and the, the first video game related project I involved myself in was uh, a tripod website to uh, release new ROMs for the NES in like the late 90s that I made. I'm Brandon Sheffield,
2: and the first video game-related thing that I was involved with was probably writing a review for a Neo Geo Pocket game on a, a fan site, Sector NGP. That's probably it. But the other thing I could say is I, I made a head-banging skeleton animation on my TI-83 Uh, calculator. Uh, And maybe that's actually the first one, because I did that like a couple
0: years, or one year before that. There we go. Well, joining us this week from the Washington Post is their correspondent on video game news and culture, Gene Park. Hello, and I'm
3: Gene Park, and the I guess... You know, I actually have a, a video game that I made, but before I talk about that, I guess the first uh, video game related project I ever did was when I wrote a review for Virtual Fighter 4 for the PS2 way back in, like, I think the year 2000 for a small website that's still going on called GameCritics.com. Um, and I used to write uh, reviews and coverage for them um, when I was uh, still in college. And uh, I actually helped fund and produce, uh, or co-produce a video game. (laughs) It was made by one guy uh, and it was when uh, that tweet about 30 to 50 uh, feral hogs went viral. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would love to play a video game where I'm just like shooting hogs all day. And uh, this guy was like, hey, I can make it um, if you give me 20 bucks. And I was like, sure, here's 30. <laughs> and then and then he made it. There you go. Did you get the
1: <laughs> extra $10 worth of content?
3: Oh, yeah, totally.
1: So, Alex, I, I just realized I do have an earlier thing, which is that um, in a seventh grade computer class on a Mac classic, the black and white Mac, using hyper card i made a prototype of a pretty terrible adventure game that was essentially deja vu you know that game where you wake up and you don't know who you are mm-hmm. it's that but it's also the future so it's like you wake up and you're like i don't know who i am and also i don't know why it's the future um so that that was my first
0: video a rip game. van winkle simulator sure pretty solid uh all right we're gonna go into our first topic right now what I? Failed to mention, Gene, before we started the show, every episode has a winner determined by a complex series of metrics that I uh, put into effect behind the scenes here, depending on how well you do on the show. Mm -hmm. And whoever wins the episode gets the honor of coming up with a question for next week's episode. Our winner last week, as determined by our substitute host, was Matthew Kumar. And Matthew asks, I love controllers, and I have a decent collection of controllers for different situations and systems. However, I realized recently that the controller I have probably used most often is a launch day Xbox 360 wired controller. It's completely yellow. It rattles because of how often I've dropped it. And the other week, the left analog split in half completely, and I had to use super glue to get it back together. What gaming item that you've had around forever is your old faithful? Mm. Oh, wow.
3: Good question. It is.
0: Yeah.
2: I feel like some of my old faithfuls are dead now. Like there was a PlayStation 2 controller that I, I used until it was just completely non-functional and I didn't feel like trying to fix it. That's in a
1: recycling zone somewhere. Oh, I have my answer. My Sega Genesis Model 1 DC power brick, which has also powered probably three other consoles in my life, uh, seems to just always be around for something. Oh, yeah. It, it powers the NES just fine. I forget what else it might power, but uh, I think the thing is... Uh, a near universal power brick uh, for old consoles. And I feel like it's one of the few things that I've just maintained for a really long time.
2: I realize that that's true of me as well. For a while, my my Sega CD was in the shop, my CDX, but I wanted to play some Genesis games. So I hooked up an old Genesis one that I have, but I couldn't find the power adapter. And after searching around for a long time, I remembered that I used to use a Jaguar power adapter for it. And wow. that worked great. And and I realize I've used a Jaguar power adapter for a Genesis, a Jaguar, Jaguar CD, and an NES as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. I guess just some of those just work forever.
3: That's incredible. I think I probably have two. I don't know if it still works, but I still own the first piece of video game tech I, I ever, I guess, had or was given to me. It was uh, the Game & Watch Nintendo uh, series, mm-hmm. the one the with clamshell games. Uh, I think it came out like 1984, and it's a uh, greenhouse. It's just like this Luigi-looking guy um, just basically being... Excuse uh, me, that's uh, Stanley the Bug Man. Oh, yeah, Stanley, Stanley the Bugman. Uh He's a fumigator, that's right, uh, which I thought was pronounced a fumigator when I was a child. Um, nice. And it was still a much more complex word that I was used to back then. So I still have that, and I still have my, I think, 1989 Macintosh 2. If you want to talk about, like, yellowing tech, that thing used to be gray and now it's just completely yellow. But it's also the first computer I ever owned, and I played, like, K- Karataka on it, and Karataka is, like, the first game I ever played, period.
1: So that's the second time today I've heard the title of that game, and you're the one who said it correctly, so you you win. Uh, I win already. One I for me.
3: Yeah. You're
2: ahead. I don't use it that much, but the Super Nintendo that I have here is still the one that I found on top literally on top of a trash pile my dad and i were driving around somewhere like hayward or california or something like that and we were just driving past in some suburbs and on top of an oscar the grouch style trash can that was heaped with stuff there was just a uh like the the slim model or the model the the mini whatever type super nintendo was just sitting on top with the with a power brick and i was like huh i don't have one of those so i, I went and just picked it up out of the trash and it works great it's been working great ever since
3: oh that's beautiful yeah
2: but probably for a warhorse it's got to be one of my saturn or pc engine controllers that i've just been like using forever and has never broken but some of those have been getting pretty gunked up lately i feel like i've been neglecting my warhorses and need to start giving them those acid baths or whatever you do to to refresh your your controllers
1: should probably do that i don't think i have a lot of old stuff I just tend to get rid of things and then buy them again because I don't really have expensive tastes. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I feel like I like while I did have some things for a long time, I also have replaced a lot of them with newer, better, more efficient technology. Like I'm I'm about to get one of those wireless Sega like Genesis controllers because the cable is just like one foot shorter than it should be to reach the couch. So I always wind up with a stiff neck when I play Genesis games. Well, they're great. Yeah, that's what I've heard. The wireless ones yep. are good, and and the Bluetooth ones are not good. Is what yeah, I heard. Yeah, do the two
0: point four G. Yeah, yeah, I
2: did it. you I'm want? I'm waiting for it to arrive from China.
0: It's on the way. All right, I think we've given our answers pretty uh, thoroughly. We've, we've done there. our best here. Yes, folks. we did it. <laughs> you all get the participation credit you need. Uh, <laughs> part two: Which franchise presented the more exciting future this week? Dragon Quest or Sonic the Hedgehog?
1: Let's get a reminder of what has been announced because I I, I I heard about Sonic right before the show. I didn't look
0: into Dragon Quest yet. Dragon
2: Quest 12 was announced.
0: Yeah, they announced oh, Dragon Quest 12. Over. That's it. There's going to be an HD remake of Dragon Quest 3. Okay. Oh,
3: God, yes.
0: Yeah, Um, my favorite game as a middle schooler. Let's see, they're doing an offline mode for Dragon Quest 10. What else are they doing? A bunch of other stuff.
1: Well, I'm going to assume that 12 is... Uh, Continuing the, the, the tradition of being a, a Yuji Hori game, like he's still doing it, right? I think as far so. as we know. As far as okay. We know. Um uh Toriyama art, right? Probably. Sure.
2: We don't know that actually. It's got a really dark logo, so people are suspecting that it might actually go a different direction.
1: Hmm. I played through Dragon Quest Eleven maybe last year or the year before. Had a really great time for like three months. So I am very happy that there's another one coming. So that sounds a lot better to me than what just like some Sonic remakes, right? Like it was Sonic okay. Colors remake and then remaking one through Knuckles, right?
3: Uh, one through CD, actually. So CD? It's, yeah, it's quite rare to see Sonic CD in the same collection as Sonic's one, two, and three.
1: Uh, the new thing here would be three, right? Because like they haven't really revisited yes. three other than live Arcade, So this is the first time you get three with the, with the Knuckles. New... and
3: yeah yeah because of there's also the, the issue with the, the the estate of michael jackson and everything so, right yes. yeah i wonder
1: wonder what they did there um <laughs> I <have no> idea. <laughs> be
3: interesting.
1: you know what what is interesting if if listeners at home didn't know is that um an in-production version of uh three before it was done uh leaked online uh semi-recently it was pre Michael Jackson, and the three Jackson tracks are actually different songs in this game. Further evidence. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt anymore. Like if <laughs> if, if you think there's any doubt, you're a moron. But uh, yeah, so they, it's theoretically possible that they. Uh, are just using those alternate uh, older tracks or something, which would be kind of interesting. Which is a yeah. much more interesting future than playing a new Dragon Quest. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you
3: that much. <laughs> I the, the question is 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 almost feels like a trick question because uh, in in what timeline is Sonic's future like bright? I guess. Um, I mm. guess with the movie, the movie, the movie uh, 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 really brightened things up. Right. Um, yeah. So I think
2: and Sonic Mania.
3: Yeah. Sonic Mania. So like, I would think that like the movie and Sonic Mania were such, you know, almost universally beloved things uh, within the Sonic verse that you would make them on priority, and we just didn't get any of that. So, like, I think automatically, just the next Dragon Quest period is enough already to be exciting. And uh, the fact that their Square Enix is remaking an old school pixel RPG is also always exciting. That really depends on how much effort they put into it. But I think they're gonna put a lot of effort into this. Well, I would hope so. And then, yeah, with Sonic, there's just, like... So, today in the Sonic Central 30th anniversary stream, they announced a new game from sonic team yay uh coming out in 2022 and they reveal they revealed some kind of logo that either is really illegible and it doesn't tell us anything except that it show it looks like futuristic and it either looks like zap or it looks like it says sao which uh i interpreted mentally as sonic art online Um, I, i thought sonic adventure online yeah, yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to make a Sonic MMO. Like, nobody asked for this.
0: <laughs> yeah, no thanks.
3: <laughs> It'll be the extension of Sonic Forces, and you could just... I mean,
0: did nobody ask for this? I mean, the idea is everybody gets to play as their Sonic OC. Yeah. And something. interact with each other in that
3: way. I, I thought it was there was going to be Sonic Art Online, and it was going to be some kind of, like, like creator's tool to create, like, Sonic OCs and uh, for something. I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, if it was Sonic R Online, I could get behind that. A yeah, just there we go. Sonics running across a million tracks. I'm into it.
1: Ooh, ooh. So wait, ooh. someone, so, so uh, someone looking through the hex of the MP4 that Sega uploaded, uh, found the title. It is Sonic Rangers. Oh, oh, wow. It's just right there in the
0: hex. So, <laughs> oh, okay. job, well, it Sega. could be a working title. That's true. That might not be the final name.
2: Here's where I pitch an exciting Sonic future. It's not Sonic Rangers. It's Sonic Ranger X. It's the, uh, insert credit, preferred Genesis game Ranger X combined with Sonic. I actually don't think that would be very good, but (laughs) I'd be interested to see what they do. For Dragon Quest, I am hopeful this different kind of logo. I mean, Hori is definitely involved, but I hope that they take the opportunity to change things up a little bit and maybe not have Koichi Sugiyama be the composer because... That would be nice. He's a nationalist, anti-LGBT Jerk. He's guy a guy who hasn't been making very interesting music lately, anyway. So, right. like, give someone else a chance. Good
3: time to change it up. Did he compose Dragon Quest 11 I think so.
2: There was a lot of like remixing of older tracks. Is kind oh, of that's right. That's like right.
3: With the, the echoes or whatever, silver whatever age, I forget. But yes, those of an elusive age. Yes. Yes
0: let's talk about eBay's recent reorganization efforts and update of terms. How is this affecting video game preservation efforts and what solutions or alternatives are there to these new challenges?
1: So this is the, I've been reading Frank's Twitter for questions, question.
0: <laughs> you know, we have you on the show. I like to ask you things. <laughs> that's that's a good, that's that's good. But Thank is, you.
2: is this related to the adult content ban as well or it's not? It's
1: actually not,
2: but I think that's
1: worth discussing, yes. So among other things, things uh that that ebay has done they have killed a lot of product categories oh right i saw
2: you talking about this
1: and for me specifically where this got pretty terrible for the job that i do is that there is no longer a video game magazines category they have reduced all magazines to i believe uh only 10 subject matters um, so if you have an, a back issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly and you're listing it on eBay, computers or internet are about the closest <laughs> that you could get to a category. Um, so for me now, it's it's manually searching titles because I can't just look at a category anymore. Very annoying. Has added... I, I've mostly hacked around it with um, some really annoying search terms and stuff like that. So it. it I'm mostly okay now with... Well, okay, so... If, for, for what I do at the foundation, there were two reasons that I shopped video game magazines. One is for our library. I've, I've been collecting video game magazines for about 20 years. We have most of them, but there's some really weird stuff that falls through the cracks. And I have discovered entire magazines that literally don't even have Google results because they were listed in this category. So that's kind of gone forever because I have to just know the titles now. But the other part of what I do, which is uh, as a fundraiser, blind boxing vintage magazines, that's okay. Because I, I figured out a way around that, but I feel, and I don't know if anyone else here is is much of an eBay user, that um, eBay is becoming less interested in their clientele being like people. Uh, I think they're more interested in being more about selling brands and catering to businesses that just do uh, shipping as opposed to mm. being like a, a the, you know the internet's yard sale. And, and as far as alternatives, uh, they're all terrible. <laughs> there's there's stuff like OfferUp which just has no categorization at all, hardly. Oh, and and also their search is terrible. So if I search video game magazines, for example, or no, if I search for video games in category books and magazines, it will search for the the word video or games. So I will see every instance of the Hunger Games. Oh, Uh. God. (laughs) Yeah, so it is It is entirely useless.
2: So it seems like they're trying to get more like Amazon in a way where it's just like you got warehouses out there that are selling things rather than regular humans on the internet selling stuff.
1: That is what I believe, yeah. Yeah.
2: The adult content crackdown is also interesting. I I feel like it's, it's a preemptive strike. It, the entirety of tech is getting more conservative and obviously that everyone's afraid of uh, anything having to do with sex or sexual content in America. So adults only rated games are going to be unsellable on eBay after like a month from now, less than that, something like that. That's interesting because, you know, in terms of actual adult rated games in the US, there aren't very many of them. But when you come to like, if I want to buy a PC-98 title from Japan from the nineties, it's gonna be a lot di- more difficult for me to do that on eBay than before. So I don't know what you do about that except for shop somewhere else. But uh, it's it's interesting. I don't I don't really fully understand what the implications are yet. It's not like I'm fiending for adults only games, but it worries me a little bit to see that kind of stuff happen. And I wonder if you can like how much of a step from there to like if, if someone gets really upset about M themed video games again because of uh they, they don't want to blame school shootings on guns, they want to blame it on something else. Can we then get to where M rated games can't be sold on eBay because we don't have age checks and stuff on there,
3: you know, full disclosure. Uh, Pierre Midiard, the founder of eBay, used to be my former boss. Um, okay. So me and Glenn Greenwald uh, actually have have a lot in common in that regard. I think <laughs> um. <laughs> nice. Uh but uh regarding eBay, it's not a, a site I've, I've really used that often. I did use it back in high school when eBay was very new in the nineties, and most of my peers and classmates like didn't really use the internet, um, besides like, you know, porn and email and stuff like that. So what I did back then in high school was I would uh steal their magic cards, magic the gathering cards, and I would just sell it on eBay. Oh
2: <laughs> so, <God>. but,
3: <laughs> um, yeah, good I, grift I, going there. Yeah, I, I I totally had like, like a racket going. Uh, everybody knew that. I was eventually found out. So like, I'm just like, like, like this isn't a secret that like, like, like the kids like are just finding out after they hear uh, the latest episode of Insert Credit. Did you keep
2: any of those friends?
3: <laughs> uh, One of them still. Um, And wow. I gave wow. him, I gave him my last single magic card and it was a, a, a Tundra land card. For some reason, I still had it and, and he was missing it and he was like hey remember that baron Sanger that you stole from me and you fucking stole on ebay and i was like yeah he was like you still had that Tundra card i was like yeah i'll just give it to you don't worry about it man
0: <laughs> well let's move on before you incriminate yourself any further sure <laughs> we need to celebrate sonic's 35th anniversary somehow since sega isn't doing much about it which means it's time to return to violence island nice. this is a double length segment where we talk about a single elimination tournament to determine who would win in a fight between eight different combatants. This week, we'll be entering eight of Sonic the Hedgehog's closest friends and allies against each other for the right to be Sonic's best friend. Are, are we going to know who they all are? Uh, well, gentlemen, start your wiki pages. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Our first matchup is Miles Tails Prower versus Shadow the Hedgehog. So this is, um,
1: okay, um, we have to establish the rules. Are Is this like someone's going to die? Like, this is duel to the death.
2: Right, this is my question. Is it who's stronger, or who is better at being Sonic's friend?
3: It's who's stronger. They have to fight.
0: They have to fight. I think uh, Shadow uh,
1: takes Shadow us easy. Guns. I think, <laughs> yeah. Shadow
3: has guns. Shadow has uh, uh, automatic weapons. Uh, he knows how to use... Well, okay, so Tails can invent the weapons, right? He can make a plane. Yeah, he, he can make planes. He can make mechs. He can make planes yeah. that turn into mechs, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. He can also drop bombs, as I've seen in a Game Gear game. So.
1: Oh, that's yeah. true. So he could like pop out of the mech, drop a bomb.
3: Yeah, yeah. But, so but, now shadow is supposed to be immortal, though. So oh, is he? Yeah, I think he's supposed to be like like canonically like actually immortal. So I think it's it's got to be Shadow, regardless. It can stop time. Yeah, like, even, even time can beat Shadow. You know, but if he's
2: immortal then doesn't he just win? Isn't that the end of the segment? Or are there more immortals coming?
3: There might be more immortals coming, so who knows? (laughs) Okay, all right.
2: (laughs) Well, I I think we gave Tails a good shot at it, but it's unfortunate. it's
3: gotta be Shadow. All right, our next matchup is
0: Amy Rose versus Cream the Rabbit.
3: Oh my God, this is the one I was not not looking forward to. (laughs) Uh,
0: Why? How does Cream the Rabbit uh,
1: attack things?
0: I don't know. Uh, She's got a chow named Cheese who... uh helps her out okay is that chow that...
2: yeah i
1: mean amy rose has a mallet
2: Yeah, is
0: she's the chow
1: like more powerful than a giant mallet
2: that's
0: a good question
2: okay i think play. no i think amy rose wins because cream the rabbit is not strong gene why were you not looking forward to this i'm more interested in that
3: well because uh i, I didn't want to hear the words cream the rabbit <laughs> oh <laughs> so, right yeah it just doesn't sound good i've already said it once today during the actual sonic uh thing i was like what if we see cream the rabbit And I was like, I think that's the actual first time I've actually said those words out loud, and I do not like it. Well, that's what Amy Rose does here. She creams the rabbit. Yes, exactly. I think Amy Rose would Mm -hmm. win because of her love for Sonic would overpower uh, cream. Our next match.
1: Wait, hang on. I I have an announcement before you get to the next one, which is that Field Roast has a vegan cheese called Chow.
2: (laughs) Perfect. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about
0: that. (laughs) That's good to know. We'll check that out after the match. Uh, (laughs) Our next matchup is Big the Cat versus blaze the cat
1: well big the cat is big and can fish yeah but blaze is sonic with like a little jetpack practically it's true runs way faster like big can't run right like he just waddles
3: he waddles but 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 like in sonic heroes he actually runs as fast as sonic because you have to run
0: (laughs) convenient (laughs) yeah i think big can run he just doesn't usually feel like it (laughs)
1: oh yeah like like turtles actually can be fast like they just don't do it most of the time okay this makes sense okay so blaze is a what a princess or something i don't know she was the other sonic i think she's from the future
2: (laughs) i'm i'm looking her up and she's she's from another dimension uh okay and i mean i feel like if she's a princess she's got minions that she can
3: stick on big. Oh, she's a regent of the Soul Empire, and appointed guardian of the Soul Emeralds, a, a role right. similar to that of Sonic and Knuckles combined. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, that makes her pretty powerful, like probably um, on, on a shadow tier, maybe.
1: I have the definitive answer to this question. Um, it yeah. is a four second video I'm now putting in general chat. Everybody go check this out. Okay. Yeah,
2: okay, let's see what we got. It's a little stop motion
0: animation. Checking this out, and we'll probably put this in the show notes as well.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs>
2: yeah, all right. Yeah, Blaze well, the yeah.
0: Cats are a winner. Yeah, Blaze wins. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll drop
2: that into the show notes so that you all yeah, can
0: see. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you, Frank, for that uh compelling video. Event. I mean, we have footage now, so it's definitive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, compelling we've seen video. It. We've seen it. Our next match is Knuckles the Echidna versus Rouge the Bat.
2: I don't really know what Rouge does. She's a bat,
0: she's like a master thief, she's like the cat woman of the uh Sonic universe. Okay. Can she climb walls and punch stuff? Uh,
1: gameplay mechanic wise? Yeah. Game what gameplay mechanic
0: wise, she's equivalent to Knuckles. Oh. But can she fly as opposed to glide? Not unless she can fly in games other than Sonic Adventure
3: 2, which is the one I played as her in. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think she flies, like, indefinitely either. So I think, yeah, I think she is a glider like Knuckles is. I don't know how Knuckles glides either, but yeah.
1: Well, uh, first thing that I think Knuckles has on her is is the punching. Um, I doubt that she's got the same powerful, uh, you know, Knuckles as mm-hmm. Knuckles. Um, He's got
2: pointy fists.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say that, you know, he can probably catch up to her and, and just punch her repeatedly uh, until she
0: dies from punching.
1: So,
2: I'm yeah.
0: reading that she's got stronger legs than Knuckles. Though what Knuckles can do with his fists, she can do with her feet. Hmm.
2: I don't really recommend that anybody
1: look these things up. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking yeah, at like a... don't look up her feet. Right?
0: Now. <laughs> no,
3: do not Google Rouge the Bat feet. I'm <laughs> um, <laughs> not even Google Rouge the Bat in general, like going <laughs> the fandom. So right,
2: I'm looking at the Sonic fandom wiki, and I just scrolled to a random paragraph, and it's like during the Neo Metal Sonic incident. Yeah. Ro- Rouge wore a tight fitting dark purple outfit that exposed most of her chest with a pink bodice like garment and belt with heart shaped buckle. And then it just describes the rest but it's like this is the time that I liked her the most. I'm putting that in this
3: paragraph here. <laughs> oh my god. She is also a
2: hypocrite especially in regard to theft. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's what I think that Rouge has over Knuckles. I think I think Knuckles kind of has a crush on Rouge. Yeah. So I think his emotions would would get in the way of the fight. That's that's my that's Big my cat style. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I think if it's if 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 they have to fight to the death, then Knuckles would win.
0: The Knuckles rap song in Sonic Adventure 2, which mm-hmm. is told from his perspective, has mm-hmm. an aside about how sexy Rouge is. Yeah. Yes.
3: Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Rouge has
3: this. Yeah. All right. I, I think locals respects Rouge too much to to even try to win.
2: I'm sorry. I just I'm looking I'm still looking at this stupid wiki thing and there there's Go a on. there's an image of Rouge falling down and the caption is Rouge's greed putting her life at
1: risk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Man, this, this
1: this author is a very controlling romantic partner. <laughs> yeah
3: damn people's choices individual choices
0: (laughs) let's keep going Uh, shadow the hedgehog versus amy rose Uh,
1: probably shadow that's gotta be be shadow man he's got his guns i know she's got a hammer (laughs) yeah hammer's not gonna catch up to those guns yeah that's true he does have guns all right he's
0: also immortal and she's not (laughs) yeah blaze the cat versus rouge the bat i still think
2: blaze has the edge there with uh, whatever emeralds soul emeralds yeah and, uh, the soul
3: emeralds. if she's and- the equivalent of sonic and knuckles then it's got to be blaze right but right. i think
1: uh between the two rouge has the killer instinct because she's like the dark one oh yeah um, so that might...
3: parts, right
1: yeah so it's it's not I'm, I'm not saying it's rouge i'm just saying don't discount evil here uh, mm-hmm. when it comes
2: to a death match blaze has an army so Or has has access to an army, probably. Oh, and she's from another dimension? Yeah, she's from another dimension and a princess.
1: So, can she do the thing like at the end of the Avengers movies, like kind of open these holes? Yeah, she can open portals. portals. (laughs) So it's her. So now her versus Shadow,
0: right? Yeah, that's our final.
1: That's rough. Um, I think because we've seen Shadow take on entire armies. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is tough. Now, this is this is this is a good one, Jaffy. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. This is the finale we've all been waiting for. Uh,
2: oh wait. Oh no, sorry. It's 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 not Rouge. I just I was scrolling further through Rouge the Bat thing, and there's there's a caption here. Uh, Rouge voicing her concern for Shadow's troubles. But it, but we're not dealing with Rouge anymore. So no, yeah.
3: no, no. Yeah, no. So. Yeah,
2: she's um,
1: dead. Has Blaze met Shadow before?
0: I don't think so, but uh, she's not as fast as Sonic, and Sonic is as fast as Shadow. So we can uh, rule by the transitive property that Shadow is faster than Blaze. Mm.
3: Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Here's
2: here's a little um, shake-up. Cream is Blaze's best friend, according to this wiki that I'm looking at. So yeah. I wonder if the fact that Cream is now dead will give... <laughs> blaze more that fight spirit.
0: killed cream
1: oh i thought this was a fight to the death
0: i never said to the death
1: okay well it, i i think it can be yes is, is the point if, right yes so, should the combatant so choose someone who's murderous will murder and have yeah. a murder
0: instinct right so okay so amy probably killed cream then but... Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, it's kind of like Zack Snyder's Batman versus Superman, right? Right. So, uh, uh, Batman definitely spoilers for Batman or Superman Dawn of Justice. Batman def- definitively won because he was the one who had the killer instinct. It's just like, you know. So,
1: yeah, that's a good point. I think Blaze probably has those. Also, I might be wrong.
0: I mean, we saw what she did to Big. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Mm. I think her having an infinite portal army is maybe cheating. Here's what I think isn't cheating. She could use her portal to just trap Shadow in the other dimension and he'd have no way of getting back.
1: Yeah, but is it a murder dimension or is he just kind of like not defeated? Well, he's defeated at that point. Yeah, I think that's a ring out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know about oh, a ring out.
3: Um, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a ring out. Yeah. Okay.
1: So she has Ileana Rasputin like disc transporting.
3: She's like the WandaVision of, of the Sonic Verse, right? <laughs>
0: sure. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer because, like, I don't think Blaze and Sonic are really that close. So if she wins the title of Sonic's best friend, they're really not going to have a lot to talk about.
2: He's friends with Silver, I'm learning. Yeah, but Sonic's friends with everybody. You
1: can't really
2: be friends with Silver.
1: Come on, folks. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Well, it sounds like Blaze won. I'm not satisfied. He's <laughs> friends with Silver in the same way that I'm friends with Frank Cifaldi. Okay. Uh. All and,
1: and, uh, well,
2: right.
0: Yeah, we're friendly, but we don't really talk outside of the podcast. Yeah. Which is no knock on Frank. We just just have different lives. Right. And with that in mind, uh, I guess this is the opportunity Sonic finally has to break down those barriers with Blaze. We'll be right back after a quick break. Best friends. They are now best friends. Yeah. If anyone asks you who Sonic's best friend is, now you have to say it's Blaze the Cat.
1: I think you mean next time someone asks you
0: yeah to
3: sonic's right best yeah, it's,
1: yeah it's a it's a common question realistically i think it would
2: have been if it were just like a competition for being the friend it, it would have been miles Tails prower yeah he's dedicated so. sure
0: yeah. he literally carries sonic welcome back to insert credit it's time for us to take another peek into the dirt bag Every week, I select a question submitted to us by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash insertcredit, who, by subscribing at any level, are able to submit questions to the show, get access to episodes one day early. One day early. One day early. And uh, even access to exclusive bonus content that we put out on a monthly plus basis. This week's question comes from Official Danimals, who asks when was the awkward puberty of video games
1: uh playstation one i think have we left it (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) or that or that gotta be 90 because i think 90s specifically like pretty much literally like the first e3 is like the moment you can point to when video games kind of became their own thing you know like even from a business perspective it's like we're not talking about them in the toy or consumer electronics category anymore they're now just their own product category they have their own show so i think that's like a turning point for video games and it was really awkward so it was i remember it so i think i think the mid to late 90s when you had um you know not just playstation you had like 3DO and jaguar and jaguar cd and cdi and game gear and links like all, all of this just stuff everywhere and no one knew what a 3d game was yeah. and uh people thought that like fmv games were where games were going and or virtual reality i think that's the awkward teen phase where we just didn't know what was going on and were uh very emotionally complex and 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 didn't know how to how to be ourselves yeah. yet I
2: agree especially with
1: the kind of the 3d growing pains where
2: people were like what is a 3d game at all Mm -hmm. just figuring out what a 3d camera does and we were still figuring out whether we were going to use polygons or quads and Yeah. yeah there's just like all kinds of stuff going on there plus around that time you get mortal Kombat, and um all these other games were getting under under fire for violence and stuff and that's when that kind of panic started so yeah i think I think somewhere in that between 16 bit and 32 bit generations is where it
3: lies. So, like 93.
2: Yeah, 95. I'd say 94,
3: 95. Yeah, I would think 95, too. And I think I even agree after some thinking about it. I almost wanted to say it was like the, closer to the early aughts that resembles like weird, awkward teens where we had like all of these weird, violent edginess going on. Prince of Persia went edgy, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog uh, had guns. And uh, 50 Cent was, was releasing games, which were which were very good. 50 Cent Blood and Sand was a very good game. <clears throat> but I also, you know, when, when you think about teens, you think about 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, and yeah, they don't know how to present themselves. And I feel it does feel like 95, when the Super Nintendo was hot and becoming a, a huge thing, like it was really growing into something that was kind of Almost like manic, you know, in terms of yeah, <laughs> like 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 what well, like what video games wanted to be and how 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 it presented itself in, in its advertisements, you know, yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely, yeah. In '95, you've got that situation where like Toshinden was the biggest fighting game because the 3D graphics looked pretty okay, and it wasn't a very good game, and it didn't matter because we just went fully in one direction. It's like that teen phase where you just feel all your emotions really really hard, yeah. Um, all but just like one at a time and it's like i'm really sad now for this month <laughs> and uh, the like lust for 3d graphics and like if you read reviews of games from that time where there'll be like one of the best looking 2d games of all time and people will be like you know it's just it just feels old it's just not very good <sighs> because it Cause it isn't 3d like people reviewing third strike. Okay. That third strike came out much later, but people reviewing, let's say vampire savior uh, from Capcom against Toshinden. They'd be like, I don't know. Doesn't have those 3d graphics. Looks pretty dated and old. Uh, Meanwhile, it's, it's like a fantastic feat of 2d animation.
0: You know, unless anyone has any more thoughts, uh, that's actually a pretty good transition into my next question.
2: Is it about vampire savior? It could be. Okay.
0: Let's find out. The question is, what makes a video game timeless? Mm,
2: when it doesn't have a timer countdown on it. When <laughs> when you when you choose the infinity uh, <laughs> nice. round option.
1: Yeah. If you played it when
2: you were 12. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think there's a little more to it than that because Yeah. There certainly are graphical styles that have aged better and don't look like they came from a certain era. And I think it was anything that was trying to look different in a way that other games weren't. I think that Jet Set Radio is kind of timeless because they were doing that tune shading stuff. And no matter how you update that game, it neither looks significantly different nor particularly old. It looks like a style that someone went for and succeeded in achieving. So it it will always
1: look that way even a long time from now, I think. I think that's an important part that it's accessible visually, but I think gameplay wise also, it has to be something that If you just pick it up and play it right now as a modern person, you understand it. You don't need to, like, do any research or not even mechanically, right? Like, Like, not even like it's just awkward and you have to read the manual. It's just like, you know, is it something that is still like the same language that we have now in terms of pressing the buttons and stuff? I think
2: something that plays into kind of inherent human desires works well so like with tetris Mm. you kind of you kind of want to stack them all up you want to make them neat and tidy and maybe some people don't but it's something that i feel like a lot of humans have in common like we're taught to put the right block in
3: the right hole when we're in preschool or whatever and
2: tetris is just like oh i know how to do this i know how to do this
3: I feel like that those are all the right answers and like you know I think mechanically I think the way I can explain it is if uh the gameplay itself communicates a, a very clear motivation for the player you know like ooh, I want to see all, all the blocks stacked up or ooh, I want to see this when I think timeless I think like Resident Evil 4 right so like I think <clears throat> you know popping zombie heads and improving your guns that's always like you know self-improvement and uh power fantasies those are always like 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 classic things that like Like everyone's gonna like most people are gonna like really really get drawn to and definitely like aesthetically too like you're not really chasing a trend of of the graphics of the time Uh, it's it's particularly one that's that's engineered by the technology like so you're not going to look like the unreal engine 5 uh tech demo today but you're going to try to you're going to use unreal engine 5 or something else to make something uh, completely unique and and like you said like successful at communicating that style
2: yeah like sword and sorcery for the iphone or whatever that is it that is a game that like it's pixel art but it's very clearly it's got a style and Mm -hmm. it they were using it as an a vehicle to create a type of art that they wanted and it was you know like it could have been anything but that's what they chose that's the important element but this this makes me wonder like is earth defense force timeless i think that mechanically or at least conceptually it is because blowing up buildings as happenstance while you're trying to save the world those are two things that people very much enjoy (laughs)
3: I think shooting bugs is something you know. If more people knew about EDF, then people would consider EDF timeless. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Except for graphically, which is it's uh, every time an EDF comes out, it's dated.
0: Often the EDFs are literally dated in that there is a year in the title. Yeah, some of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, a new EDF came out today. Uh, really? Y- yeah it's it's like some Lego style looking one with uh, voxels yeah, and. Yeah, uh, yeah created by ux i think it just came out today i didn't even know right, about I heard it about
3: that yeah until
2: like 20 minutes ago
3: there was also edf iron rain that came out a few years ago that used that uses unreal engine um yeah it actually looks pretty good still
2: <laughs> i still haven't tried that one because it was supposed to be like emphasis on dark gritty story and i'm like i don't i don't want that i just want them to be like i'm gonna have a big bloody steak when i go home okay <laughs>
3: it still if you does say that so. and, it, and it tries to do the good dark gritty stuff so like i don't know yeah it, like well, but it's still it's still very much edf though so like okay, good. yeah so i then. think you can still play it and like there's they're, they're still going for that but like it, it feels like that they can't help but be themselves anyways so
2: good where's the bullets <laughs> i love it i love that i sh- love that game i almost called it a show it kind of is like a show
3: love that show <laughs> (laughs)
0: Uh, Uh, i think of uh stuff like driving games and fighting games and rhythm games stuff with very fast play sessions that you can just pick up at any time
2: racing games can get pretty dated as well they wind up being products of their of their time like
0: yeah but the best ones uh stay relevant forever
2: sort of i i like outrun is a really good game but Mm -hmm. when you play outrun today it does feel dated a little bit
3: yeah i guess so
2: because you know your expectation of car mechanics have changed and all that yeah
3: but then there's mario kart 8 which is like like a bajillion years old and is still like one of the best sellers of 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 each month that's true
0: i mean they're still playing melee in fighting game tournaments yeah third strike in cooler fighting game tournaments
2: yeah they should play oscar in more fighting game tournaments is what i think that's timeless for me
0: that is a 120 percent correct opinion yes uh all right so this is episode 187 of the show so i'd be remiss not to ask what are the best murders in video games
2: ah i see it's a law joke um best murders i mean you know
3: are we talking about scripted ones or, or the ones that we do in hitman Uh um, oh, either or it's an yeah, open-ended it. question sky's mm. the limit
2: have you had some particularly good hitman kills Jean. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must not have been that good then.
3: Oh, okay, the, you know what? I the, the the Hitman example that I always use is from Hitman 2: Silent Contracts, um, where uh, you disguise yourself as a sushi chef and you cut the fugu the wrong way, and then you serve the fugu to your target, and then mm. the target uh, is poisoned and dies, and you just like you walk Simpsons out.
2: him. That's pretty good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, they they, they definitely did a, a Simpsons episode on him, and I was just like, I can't believe I like like I did what the, the Simpsons did. Yeah, you did a Homer Simpson on him. I was like, that is so sick. So like, like I don't know if it's the best murder, but it's the murder that I'm always thinking of. I'm gonna say
1: uh, the murders in uh, the the Ace Attorney series are mm. good because uh, that they, they just. They just last. You you got to think about them a long time. It's not just a thing that happens and you move on to the next murder. It's a murder that uh, you must consider from every
0: angle. Yeah, it's a Columbo murder. Mm-hmm. That's
2: mm. a pretty good one. There's the there's the murder in the game Kasumi Ninja for Jaguar, which we all know, of course, if it's a very popular game <laughs> that course. everyone's aware of. Uh, where. When you play the Scottish guy, his name is, I don't know, Angus or whatever. One of his fatalities is you can lift up his kilt and then he'll shoot out a ball of red flame from his kilt that will um, burn you to a crisp. (laughs) That's a pretty good murder. Uh, What about murdered soul suspect in which you are you are the subject of the murder and you have to solve your own? I like that. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. I would
0: say uh, the best murder in video games is if you have a bunch of copies of The Crow City of Angels. Nice.
2: (laughs) I get it. Um, I only have one copy of that, and it's more than enough copies of that game, let me tell you. Yeah. It's really bad. It's nigh unplayable. It's kind of fun to look at in a, in a awkward teen years kind of way, because it really is one of those awkward... It's got, like, digitized 2D graphics and a 3D environment.
0: 97, it's in that window. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there.
3: I guess another memorable murder was uh, the very first mission in Tenchu, Stealth Assassins. Um yeah. where they just tell you straight up killed a killed a corrupt merchant and I'm just like, Yeah, he's corrupt. What, what more reason do I need? <laughs> he's corrupt, man. Yeah. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm a ninja with a sword and he's corrupt, and the game is telling me to kill yeah. him. So, you know.
1: Yeah. I like in any Batman game when you can undeniably murder someone <laughs> as Batman. Yes. Uh that always makes me happy.
0: Yeah, that's that's really nice.
1: <laughs> Actually, I
2: was I was just looking there's that guy's name i don't remember it's like bacon lord or something stupid like that who who does all these silly videos from skyrim and other games and there is one of those things where like somebody's talking to you and and then says farewell and then they just get like slammed in oh um, yeah
0: i saw that that uh that elder scrolls 4 video
2: yeah like a wall rises yeah. up and slams them into the ceiling and then another guy comes up and says, May he rest in peace and then get he and then he gets slammed <laughs> into the ceiling with this wall.
0: Yeah. Like that well, those just are describing funny YouTubes we saw. <laughs> those
2: those are unequivocally my favorite murders in video games where it's it's just like, oh yeah, there, <laughs> there is one um with Yakuza like a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um get into a fight, fight is over, and then you're into the like cutscene part that you need to be in. And then a car comes by and just Destroys you just like because you you're the cutscene put you into the street and so a car comes by and just, just completely murders your protagonist. It's great. That kind of stuff is is absolutely the best.
0: All right. I think we've got enough murders for now. All right. What should you never do when titling a video game article? Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> well, if if you want to succeed as a business that runs a lot of news articles per day, you shouldn't just say the whole story in the headline. Because then why are people going to click on you and uh, help you survive? So that's
2: that's yeah. my
0: first one. So obscure information.
2: I think you have to make sure that you've put really clever puns in there, because otherwise, how will anyone no, know those you're don't clever work. writer? not
1: work. You got to be direct. <laughs> you got to be direct and promise something that they need. Like, it has to be something where it's like, oh, I, I didn't know I needed this. It's marketing. It's all marketing.
3: Mm hmm. Uh, I put a pun in my uh, uh, ode to Ethan Winters, uh, the, the and I basically called him the village idiot of Resident Evil. Ah, and uh, I was I was hoping that pun alone would, would get people to read it. But uh, what should you not put in a headline? Um, I guess my my general philosophy on the headlines is I I really really hate. Like and this is like just like not even a gaming headline, just like general. Because if, if folks don't know, I've only been a gaming journalist for like a year, uh, and mostly been like a regular, like well, not even a regular journalist, but just like a beat, like a general news, crime beat journalist or whatever for 18 years or, or so. Um, I guess the headlines I hate the most are, are are the ones that ask ask a question. What will uh, uh, Jim Ryan of Sony do next, or whatever? You know that kind of stuff. Uh, you feel like people are going to click on. But uh, at least for me, like, like at, a, at a philosophical level, uh, I I hate them because our job is not to ask questions of our readers; we're supposed to be answering them. So uh, any headline that that starts off with a question is already like like a like a no for me.
0: Yeah, I was told a long time ago that any headline that uh, is a yes or no question, the answer is always no when you read the article, and I yeah. think people have caught on to that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It's it's always that, or it's like, well, it's complicated, and it's like, well, yeah, right.
0: the answer is sometimes maybe. Yeah,
3: it's always like either maybe or here's both sides of the equation or whatever like that. It's just like, like what 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 are we even doing here? So, you what know. do
2: you think? Answer in the comments.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> comments are disabled. The, let's hear from the experts in the comments below. <laughs>
2: what, what I was talking about with the the pun thing was just referencing that the majority of game journalism, especially magazines. W- just could not help themselves but put puns in there uh and I, I recently came across this right magazine article about nights into dreams for the saturn which was called saturny night's fever and uh oh man you know <laughs> oh, sometimes
0: <laughs> that's the funniest thing i've heard in my entire life
3: <sighs> yeah. that just made my stomach hurt yeah. <laughs>
0: saturday so. night's fever oh, <laughs> yeah. oh i hope they won a pulitzer I-,
2: I couldn't help myself with those as well uh frank remember dave Carracker?
1: yes uh, yes i remember your headline <laughs> i don't like it yeah do you well, want me to say it too to bad. prove that i remember it <laughs> sure um there's david Carracker who was uh pr for sony for a minute uh, for like launch ps3 era i believe Um yeah uh you could read his name as Caracker if you didn't hear it pronounced. So uh, Brandon's headline was a, a tough nut to cracker. Oh, man. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that does sound like a Brandon thing to write. Yeah, it was pretty good.
2: I think I I think I ended it tough nut to crack. And then I said interview with Dave Carriker. Um, oh, no, OK. It, All right. So it sort of made a little more sense, sort of kind of anyway puns. That's Don't what you do shouldn't them. do, but you will do it anyway. If you're a yeah. game journalist, you can't help yourself. You have to do it. It's a
0: compulsion. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think it is about uh, video game journalists that drive them to write puns? I mean, we do it.
2: I think it's overwork and lack of sleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think drives them, makes them laugh. Yeah, leaky. and
3: it's, it's a little bit of, of serotonin that we can get by just writing a pun and getting yeah. it published, right? So. I did
2: something clever briefly.
3: Uh, <laughs> I also, the, the thing that bugs me in video game
2: headlines, it doesn't happen as much anymore, but we used to always do this, like, um, for interviews it would be, like, something really boring, colon, so-and-so speaks. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. it, it was so lazy and so formulaic, but we all did it all the time, and we don't really do it anymore, but it, 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 it bugs me.
0: It bugs me. Are we pro or con putting colons in titles in general?
2: I'm kind of on the fence on it. Um, it feels lazy because it it's just like we've got... I don't have time to think about this, so I'm going to break it into the two parts like here's
1: the here's the color part and here's the informational part uh i don't think it's lazy and i think it i think it's suited to long form features but not news let's put it that way um it's fine if 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 you're titling something that uh has some other reason for people to read it but if it's i I think news headlines should be like a words and just slap you in the face Mm -hmm. and and make you click and that's it
0: yeah if it's not war i'm not listening (laughs) what war is good for actually
3: (laughs) Uh, that's a great Uh, (laughs) thing you're gonna click on that one yeah yeah Yeah. yeah.
1: or or no wait wait with the colon it'd be like revealed colon what war is actually good for (laughs) I would click that
0: yeah yeah you got me
2: like in a year you can run a uh, a reprise of that article with an update and you can say say it again (laughs) Uh, y'all
0: that's a step too far uh, so th- this is see. usually the part of the show where I ask about the something of video games, mm-hmm. but today I want to flip it. What is the Dragon Quest of movies?
2: <laughs> well, there is a Dragon Quest movie, so we'll discount that.
0: Yeah, that's not the Dragon Quest movie does not have the same impact and cultural cash in movies as Dragon Quest does in video games.
2: So it it's got to be something that salarymen in Japan will skip work to see, uh, and so I'm not. Well, maybe that's actually a bad uh, direction to go from, because I'm not sure that we know the answer to that question. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's think about it another way.
3: Yeah, because no one in America skips work, you know? <laughs> that's right. Like, we, we don't do that. Like, we don't even get a day off to vote. So, you know, that's true. nobody is trained to just skip work to watch a movie, you know, or play a video game, you know?
1: Yeah, for yeah. any foreign listeners out there, we can actually go to prison if we uh, uh, skip work and don't call in.
0: Uh, yeah. Actually, the highest grossing film in Japan of all time is the new Demon Slayer movie. Yes, the Demon
3: Slayer. Yes.
2: <laughs> wow. I mean, that might be the answer <laughs> because it's not nearly as popular here. I'd, like by a lot. Interesting.
3: My instinctual answer for the Dragon Quest movies, I guess, is is the Fast and Furious
1: movies. That's not bad. Um, do Do we have do we have like crew continuity
3: between all of them? There is crude continuity. Uh, the all the movies are. Con- well, I haven't watched all of them. I've only watched like the middle one, so like <laughs> I couldn't tell you if, if this is like a like a continuing long lasting legacy or whatever. But yeah, I mean, there are characters it, it,
0: who connect the whole thing together.
3: Yeah, they just yeah yeah. There's always it's always a common thread. You know, they're inexplicably popular, and there's like a ton of them. It's also always
0: reinventing its own formula to make it more and more ridiculous.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the latest one is just like. A superhero movie now, basically. Yeah, the
0: latest one is like the first one was about like stolen DVD players, and this one's about flying cars.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, if they all had like the same director, I think I'd be into it. But yeah, I I I don't know. I'm not. Yeah.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah, like there needs to be like much more consistency, I guess, even than even that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess Star Wars then
2: yeah that's i was gonna go for star wars because also that's something that people will skip work to see i mean people yeah. will
3: skip work to see that too so there's that so
1: yeah but yeah. also star wars is well i was gonna say it's, it's a much bigger deal but i think dragon quest is as big a deal to a certain person
0: so maybe not
3: yeah i think in japan it, like yeah de- yeah depending on where you are or who you're with and yeah, yeah. It, it might be just as big you know
0: yeah lucasfilm has spent So much money trying to get, like, Eastern Asian markets to care about Star Wars, and it's, like, not really taking that well.
1: They just gotta get uh, Toriyama to work on it.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, last time I was in Japan, there just happened to be a Dragon Quest slime takeover of a few 7-Elevens. And, like, when you opened the door, instead of the usual chime or welcome, it played, like, a, a little Dragon Quest sound. And there were certain tiles you could step on on the floor that would make some sounds. And they were selling slimes everywhere. And they had like they'd rebranded the ATMs like a shop wow. <laughs> or something. And uh, there wasn't a game to promote. It was just like <laughs> we we got we got the ability to do Dragon Quest and and just it was mobbed with people taking pictures of stuff. So yeah, I think I think it's probably Star Wars is where I'm going with that because you can. You can also just do that at a Seven Eleven at any time here. Be like, we have a Star Wars promotion now, and people will yeah, be like, "Oh, oh I'm gonna get those." That's cups. true. Yeah. If a,
3: if a if local Star Wars Seven Eleven just started randomly doing like Star Wars stuff for no, no reason whatsoever, like even I would still go, and I don't like Star Wars anymore.
0: Yeah, so. there, there's a permanent Star Wars theme park
3: in yeah Disney.
1: Yeah, Wookie flavored slurpees. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I mean, it's a credit to Dragon Quest that we can compare it to Star Wars. Honestly, you know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's more of a compliment. An unfortunate compliment to Star Wars, probably. I, I think Dragon yeah. Quest is probably a little better than Star Wars,
3: but... I, I believe that, too, so...
2: Yeah. I say this based on not having played any Dragon Quests except for Rocket Slime Adventure. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you should play a Dragon Quest. You'd like it. We'll see if about you that. Would like it.
3: They're very good. Dragon Quest Eleven was good. But they tell me, uh, you know, I'll give it a try. It's really hard
2: it i mean we've had this conversation before but it's really tough to get excited about and motivated to play an rpg that is so long and has and i know it it has like some bite-sized presentation to it which is cool but just the idea the knowledge that it is a game i could spend 100 hours on and not not have everything done is like just so daunting uh i know it should be enticing but
3: it just it just is no no it's daunting for me it's why i haven't finished persona 5 because it's like this felt like it took forever, and I'm only done with the first chapter. You know, so
2: yeah, yeah. I I
1: stopped that one pretty. Quick. I I don't know if I can recreate this experience, but when I said earlier that I played Dragon Quest Eleven for three months, I meant it. Um, and that's what I wanted. I wanted a game that I played for a half hour whenever it, I felt like it and mm-hmm. accomplished something. And like, I just don't play games that much. I don't know. So, uh, it's not daunting if it's just like a thing that you live with and 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 visit once in a while. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I think I I would just need to start it and see. I'll I'll, I'll give 11 a shot. I'll try. I it. think
0: Star Wars is the right answer. But uh, now it's time to go into our lightning round. Uh this week we've got a little bit of a game show thing going. I am going to name and describe an achievement from a video game and you have to tell me what game it's from. Halo. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Shadow. of War. <laughs> Your first achievement is Seven Day Survivor. Survive for at least seven days in Infinity Mode.
1: Mm, is that Don't Starve? No. That was my first guess, too. <laughs> Dang it. But that, that is the, the frame of reference that Brandon and I have for a survival game. That's
0: right. Like okay. the,
3: the first one. <laughs> we, we did look past that one. Sorry.
0: Dean, you have a guess?
3: Uh, no Man's Sky?
0: Uh, it's Dead Rising. Oh, my God. Interesting. Weird. <laughs> the Legendary Hero. Complete the game on the hardest difficulty setting, without dying, using health packs, killing anyone, getting spotted, and in under five hours. Mm. It's head. called Legendary Hero? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was
2: going a Zelda direction before I heard health packs and getting spotted.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't I don't believe that a Metal Gear would call you a legendary hero, but that's all I got. Could it be Deus? Well,
0: well, you get health packs, and what? Without dying, without using health packs, without killing anyone, without getting spotted, and all in under five hours.
1: I'm thinking Deus X. It's got to be a Metal Gear Solid. It's gotta be Metal
0: Gear
3: Solid 2, Sons of Liberty.
0: I'm sorry, it's Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Damn, no, yeah. Damn it! Okay. A cat fight. Beat cheetah using the cat call ability.
3: <laughs> this is awful. I hate video games. Um... Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Shadow the hedgehog.
3: Wonder it's Woman. Not... I don't think there was a Wonder Woman game in like years. But you know, I don't know. Who... I don't know if there ever was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Has there ever been a Wonder Woman game? That's there's never been a Wonder Woman game.
3: That's awful. That's. Who the heck is cheetah?
0: All right. Uh, the answer was. You were close. It's Injustice 2. Oh. oh nice. Right. Soldiers Trophy. Collect all the unique weapons and shields in the game. Mm.
1: Unique shield. Got
0: shields.
2: Yeah. I can only think of Breath of the Wild again, but that doesn't have achievements in that in that way.
3: Um, I don't know. They got nothing.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll go with, like, Skyrim.
3: You got me. I, I feel like Skyrim has thousands of shields that so they'd be yeah, crazy it'd be impossible. to bit an achievement to. Now the uh, the game is Demon Souls. Ah, I was gonna say Dark Souls, but I still would have been wrong, anyways. Yeah. But yeah. Damn it. Okay. World champion. Achieve the number
0: one ranking on the game's global leaderboards. This is generally considered the worst achievement of all time.
3: That is the worst achievement I've ever heard. Uh, yeah. S- Street Fighter Four. <laughs> <laughs> Or Street Fighter 5, probably, actually. Global Leaderboard.
2: Um, uh, I don't know. That could be anything. Th- there aren't achievements for this, but uh, I got number two, but number one, technically, in Pyongyang Racer, the North Korean tourist game. going uh, So I'm going to guess that one.
0: No, the answer was Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter.
2: Oh, oh my God. That was close.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, the Flap Master. Score 10 points in Flappy Goat.
2: Okay, Flappy a
1: Goat Flappy Goat is a game inside of a game. It could be goat simulator.
0: It is goat simulator. Brandon oh, gets God. the first point of the game. Right. <clears throat> burn in rubber. Save your screen from burn in with three D animated vehicles. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what the hell? How is this is an achievement? Yeah. Crazy Taxi? Uh, no, nope.
1: there's no there's no two D vehicles in Crazy Taxi.
2: Yeah,
3: they're all three D in Crazy Taxi. Oh well yeah. If they if they if they gotta make a distinction, then yeah.
1: Three D vehicles um hmm
2: what would have a 2d and 3d mo- th- read the read the achievement again
3: uh
0: burn in rubber save your screen from burn in with 3d animated vehicles this
2: so it's got to be one of these like throwback type games if it's yeah. talking about burn
1: in yeah i'm thinking one of those games that like evolves through all the era of eras of gaming yeah you
2: like know? 1980x or whatever
1: I don't think it's that one. That's all I got It's it's one of those. Or maybe there's only one of those. I don't know. Well, 1980X, that's
0: my guess because... Frank, you should have gotten this one. It's Full Throttle Remastered. Ah. Oh.
1: Okay, so that means that during the driving sections, the original mode is 2D, but you get actual models if you go into the remastered mode, I guess? Um, If
0: you activate the screensaver in the game, you get the achievement. Oh. oh I, don't, I didn't even know about a screensaver in that game. So. All right. I am Arthur Clark. Beat the whole
1: game without dying once. Oh, wait. Who's Arthur Clark? Is Arthur Clark the Ghosts and Goblins guy? Nope. Okay. No.
0: That is Arthur.
3: I almost said Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, I don't know who this is.
0: uh, (laughs) Arthur Clark is, of course, the writer of War of the Worlds. Oh. Wait, so I have to kill him or something? What? No, you have to beat the game War of the Worlds. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Hard-boiled. Okay. Eat all the hot dogs in Eggman Land.
2: Wait, War of the Worlds is by H. G. Wells.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the achievement's called I of Arthur Clarke.
2: Maybe Arthur Clarke is the protagonist. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's let's move along. It's just that I, I like H. G. Wells, so I, I
1: was a little taken aback there.
0: Yeah.
2: No, the the narrator is unnamed. What the heck?
0: And then why is it called I Am Arthur Clark?
1: Heck It must be the
0: character you play as in yeah, this game. Yeah, they, they must have, they named the character. After they made somebody a up. science fiction
1: author. I mean, I I am in the slack of the developers who made this game. You want me to ask? Yes, yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, let's find out.
0: Yeah, let's find this out right now. Uh, the next one is Hard Boiled. Eat all the hot
3: dogs in Eggman Land. Which Sonic game do you eat hot dogs in?
2: So it's it's got to be in the one of these referential eras because they're talking about chili dogs or whatever
3: yeah i'm going to say sonic in the black knight i'm
2: gonna guess
0: sonic forces
3: frank do you have a Sonic guess?
1: okay all the hot dogs in eggman land
3: yeah
0: sonic <laughs> colors uh it was sonic unleashed Dang.
1: Ah! i was gonna say sonic
3: unleashed god you- damn it <laughs> yeah, I feel like All Black right.
0: Knight was pretty close. Yeah,
3: yeah. It was around that era, yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's the last one. Unachievable. There is no way to get this achievement legitimately.
3: Pretty good. Um, What's the name of the
2: achievement? Unachievable. unachievable. It feels like it should be something like Hypnospace Outlaw. I'm sure it's not, but it. But some game where you're like supposed to kind of hack things would be what I would think. Maybe Maybe Frozen Synapse, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I can't think of a, a game where this would make sense, but
3: Yeah, I'm totally lost.
2: Watch dogs,
1: you know, something like that. <laughs> I'm thinking more like I don't know, Braid. That's weird stuff.
0: Right. You, yeah, yeah, that's Frank weird. is closer. Is it the witness then? Uh no, it's the Stanley parable. Oh. I mean, never played uh, it. Well, that was ten achievements and Brandon got one of them, so congratulations, Brandon. You're the winner of this week's episode. I
1: won! Yeah. So according to Mike Micah, Arthur Clark is the main character in the game, um, and it was a why? new story written by an English sci-fi author. That's all got
2: I got. It. All okay. right.
0: Disappointing, but true.
2: As voiced by Patrick
1: Stewart. Uh, yes, he was the the narrator of that game. Yes.
0: So this is the part of the show where we recommend things uh, for our listeners to engage in and uh, plug whatever we got going on, if that's something we wish to do. Uh, we're running a little short on time. So, Gene, why don't you go first?
3: Yeah. Uh, subscribe to your local newspaper uh, yeah good if they're good i never i never want to be one of those journalists to say hey just subscribe to your local newspaper and support your local journalism no no find out if they're good first and and then and then subscribe to them you can follow me uh twitter Gene park um just how it's spelled i'm the easiest person to find online um and uh i don't know what else to plug so Uh, follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash launcher. Uh, We're going to start doing more streaming stuff. Uh, Earlier today, I uh, basically watched the Sonic Central anniversary thing. So just come hang out with me. Right. nice. Brandon. Frank, you got anything?
1: I don't really have one. I'm just kind of, as usual, thinking back to the last week and going, God, did I do anything? Um, But uh, my wife was sick and was craving uh, Perry Mason, as in the old ones. And they're on Paramount Plus. I'm not, recommending paramount plus but uh um, maybe just an fyi if you really need to watch the old perry mason
0: um, that's where to get it
1: the that's where you get it and the the prints are are remarkably uh gorgeous uh hd prints of perry mason they they did a good job of 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 conserving perry mason more
0: like perry mount plus Mm.
2: frank do you know if she has heard the ozzy osbourne song perry mason yes does she get it stuck in her head when she thinks about Perry Mason because I no, should sure I
1: but I do. Um ah. and she didn't know what I was talking about. So I played okay. it and she was like, oh I never knew what he was saying in that song. So ah. yeah. Um but also when I when I have played um the original Silent Hill, uh I get that song stuck in my head, but Harry Mason, who yeah, is that the makes character sense. in Silent Hill. So sure.
2: Yeah. Who should we get on the case? We need, we Harry, need Mason. Harry Mason.
1: Yeah. Someone to put things in
2: place. Um, darling Harry Mason. <laughs> that's right, darling. Again. Uh, so I got a couple. One is, since I apparently, the, the the metal album that I recommended last time, apparently I had recommended it many episodes ago. Also, uh, I'll do a new one that I have not, which is the album Slay in Hell by Steel Bearing Hand. That's another good uh, trad death metal album, but is new. They're from Texas. And it's the, one of those albums where you listen to the first 30 seconds and you're like, these people are definitely from the American South. There's just no question about where that music is from. Uh, I also will mention that if you go to Good Deal Games and mention insert credit to them, you can get $5 off any Genesis game that you order from them.
1: What wow. a bargain. That's so specific. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: What happened with that was I ordered a bunch of games from them because I'm trying to. For for an upcoming like side segment, I want to do like a roundup of all of the newish Genesis games from the last that have come out in the last ten years and whatever.
1: Yeah, you took yourself to, to homebrew heaven, huh?
2: Yeah, I went over there and I had to had to get a couple of things that I couldn't get elsewhere. And since I bought several things, they were like, "Oh, if this is for your podcast, just uh, let them know that if they mention your podcast name, then
1: we'll give them a discount, five dollars off any Genesis games." So I figured, why not? good Ask deal the savings on to you you know i i'm gonna i'm gonna back up the recommendation of just shop there because uh michael's a good guy and he uh he cut me a good deal on obscure uh video game collector magazines that he was a part of a long time ago so yeah good folks
0: we did it uh i would also like to recommend that if you're listening to the show on any platform where you can subscribe to a review podcast that you engage with us in that way to keep the algorithms pushing us upwards and forwards you can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own questions get our regular episodes one day early one day one day early and even access to monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content you can join us on forums.insertcredit.com, where the discussion is going on all the time, and follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Safaldi, Brandon is at Necrosofty, And Gene is at Gene Park. This show is produced by Esper Quinn, with music by Kurt Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Safaldi. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And I'm Gene Park. And your game has now been saved. frank i feel bad about that blaze the cat joke you're not a blaze the cat to me you're at least a james marston thank you
1: hopefully they will uh, deal with me while they're also like licensing judge dredd or whatever
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm hoping